what's the what's the longest acceptable time to have leftover pizza in the fridge for before like having to throw it away i'm not sure because i can't think of a time now i mean now i feel okay this is hard because i don't really even get pizza that much anymore uh, jenny doesn't need it at all so i will only get it for myself now at this point and i probably maybe in the last year bought one or two and when i do that right. two days oh no you bought one or two pizzas yeah, yeah yeah one or two pizzas uh and every time i've slammed the whole thing by the end of day two so it never got to day three but i think there was probably a time where i thought the end of the second day after you purchased the pizza does that make sense yeah two days after that yeah yeah what do you think um <laughs> i will eat a pizza a week after it being what <laughs> no 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 okay but here this is why i say this because i thought i was the only one i, I thought like because lauren will be like that's disgusting that's so gross and yeah for most things for most things i agree however the fda says leftover pizza can be kept in the refrigerator for three to four days so i feel a little vindicated saying that like oh why well, what five days yeah the FDA is also the one putting all the sugar in our food, making us fat. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, that you know, there's I think there's a difference between like the FDA saying don't do something because uh, it'll make you sick versus don't do something compulsory because you're eventually going to get fat. Yeah, no, it, it was a red herring, much detracting <laughs> from the fact that you have a solid point by taking you somewhere else. Yeah, on path that doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, but no, I, I think no, you have a point. But and and also like American the the American FDA in terms of like leftover food and food that hasn't been consumed is probably one of the strictest in the world. Um, but not the strictest when it comes to actually the the making of the food. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, that's why like our restaurants here in the U.S. It's like if you if the food doesn't get consumed within a certain like hour frame, you have to like the restaurants have to throw it away. They can't right. they can't give it away. You can't even give it away even if it's good. How long do you eat leftovers? Every day. Every day. Yeah. Uh I well Lauren cooks usually cooks dinner uh every day when she comes home from work after working her ten hour shift. And then impressive. um impressive. very impressive. Uh well we the deal is she cooks and I clean. So like the kitchen. So like the kitchen is always clean. Well, typically always clean because I clean it either after she cooks or I wake up at you know, after I get done from the gym in the morning, I'll I'll come home and I'll shower and then I'll clean the kitchen. So you're the guy loading the dishwasher, like that's the Part. Yeah, but I'm also like scraping the stove and like cleaning all that too. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because no, not not to diminish the dishwasher because that's still. I mean, there's that's also work is loading and taking out that whole thing. Well, we wash our dishes before we put them into the dishwasher, like and a then, full washer or rinse. Yeah, like full wash, and you and then you turn the dishwasher on and you sanitize. Okay, so this is a new thing that you'll learn: is dishwashers don't actually wash dishes. That's that's not they don't actually do that. They right. sanitize. So why aren't they called dish sanitizers then? I, I don't know. But Google it. Like you're not supposed to wash your dishes in the dishwasher. You're supposed to wash them first and then put them in the dishwasher. Right. I'm Googling right now. All right. Tell me what you see. I don't even know what to say. I'm going to ask know. a question. Are you supposed to wash dishes before putting in the dishwasher? Like a full wash? Uh, let's see. 
rehydrate food and clean water. So the next time you go to pre-rinse your dishes, don't save yourself time. Well, I guess there's there's a you could do it either way. I guess it just depends on what detergent you use. We I guess, but we use cheap detergent. <laughs> I so so yeah. When I mean, we we do a full wash though, that that's just how you know that our plates are clean. I'll I'll say this because I didn't say it. Um, I was wrong, but they used to be that way. <laughs> Newer dishwashers apparently have sensors uh, that actually clean clean hardcore. So, but we still do the the wash thing. I don't like, but I'll I'll wash with my fingers. I, I'm more of a rinse guy. I think Lauren will actually like wash wash. Well, it's like somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but you, there are you can there, all the major stuff. But there's n- when I load the dishwasher, there are no. The dish looks clean. It looks clean, yeah. but it isn't. Yeah, I get that. I think everybody should do it that way. When I see people put like full food in there, stuff like that, like that's savage. I don't know. Yeah. I, about who raised them? I, your mother. I just get frustrated when I take a dish out of the dishwasher and I see like crusted food on there. It's like, well, why did I do all that? That's unacceptable. That, mm-mm. I have two, I have two things to say. I just thought of it. Okay. So do you... If you hand wash the dishes, do you rewash your hands at the end, or do you, or or do you assume your hands are cleaned due to the distribution property? Uh, well, I wear gloves every time. That what? I think Laura does too. I just think that's weird. Yeah, you gotta protect your hands, man. From what? The water? Yeah. Beat yourself up. Mm, no. What does this world come to? <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, th- this episode is actually about something that I want to correct people on. Um. In, in terms of just kind of like what how you think of things and there have been a lot of people coming up to me or not coming up to me but sliding in my dms about asking to uh work with us or train with us for and and for free uh, as if working with us for free is some kind of offer i can't refuse and i have denied a hundred percent of that i've always said you can go to our website and apply for a job but we don't, we, we haven't ever or likely won't offer any kind of free internship, uh, not, at least not at our stage in, in our size of a company. And I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. One, to, to kind of set the record straight for all of you listeners who who have uh, reached out to me or us in, in hope of some kind of like free internship, uh, but also consider for your own agency and why free help might not be the best option for you long-term, even though it sounds like a sweet deal to, to get free labor. Uh, so I don't know who should start this one off. I know you had some good points, but I don't know which one, who, who's is going to be the, uh, let's start, let's start with yours. Jeez. Uh, okay. I'll just start reading off the bullets. Um, everything that I'd kind of written down going into this. The first one is kind of what you said, right? The, in, Actually, I started writing things down as you were talking too, because I remember even more. But this one goes with that, and it's that just saying "I'll work for free" alone isn't impressive. I I know that might come across strange because you're saying "I'll give you labor for free," you have to do nothing. But that's still on the reverse side, you know, on on our end or whoever the person that you're saying that to, they have to qualify you. And if you truly value and you know considered the thing that you're offering to work free for important then you should still go through the professional channels that would qualify you even for the job right so like jake said uh i would expect anybody even if they did want to work for free to truly apply with a resume and cover letter just as you would any other way and again just because anybody can say i'll work for free and it, it 
it almost sounds entitled and that's not, I don't mean to come across that way, but it, it just, it comes across in a bad way. If that's all you're saying and you're not following it up with the rest of the professionalism. And maybe you don't come from a background where you know that sort of information, but you should know enough that when you're offering this sort of thing to approach it this way too. So for example, um, I don't think I told you this one, Jake, I was over it. I was talking with, uh, Javier and we were talking about just how things go in Colombia. And, uh, we, we had gotten one application once, but it didn't include a cover letter. And, uh, to me, that's, that's an immediate trash can kind of situation. Cause especially because we say very clearly, Hey, include a cover letter, right? If you don't, mm-hmm. I'm putting it in the trash. 100%. Now he said, culturally cover letters aren't really a thing in Colombia. Now, if you are applying to any place that you would be expected to work according to their culture, you should do things in their cultural fashion. So for example, I've been learning a lot about Japanese professionalism and they do things differently in Japan than here. I'm not going to go and do things in Japan as an American. <laughs> That's just well, one, it's strange too. It's disrespectful. Uh, if you want to do business with people or work with them a certain way, you should learn their way of doing it. And if not, then don't. But uh, I think that's kind of critical is if even if you are working for free or offering to work for free, take it seriously. And not to, again, not to diminish the whole, because it is it is to the receiving end, it can be a great deal. Wow, somebody's working free, I don't have to pay them. But we'll talk about the rest too, about why it's actually not that great. <laughs> oh, on, yeah, imagine, imagine I was like, hey, do you want a free car? And like, you give me you got questions. Like, does it run? <laughs> like, do I have to put money into it just to drive it? And will it start right now? Yeah, and, and usually not. Like, I'm not going to give you a, like a BMW right away, like a brand new one. Obviously, like, it, you know, if you're if you're planning on working for free for us, I mean, you're you're probably like a 1991 Oldsmobile Royale, like, and you're a, you're just awful at it. And like, yeah, you might be a hard worker and like get it and everything, but like we have a lot of work to do to get you to the point where you want to be and also put you into a position that benefits us as well. Yeah. Uh, I think a very important question is why do you want to work for free to anybody on the receiving end, to anybody that you're offering to work for free for, it's going to be important to know why, because you can fall into one of two categories. One, I love and I'm all for it. And that's, you just need to start. You needed the in. You missed. You missed your chance. You haven't gotten your chance. Whatever it is, you haven't been able to break into the industry, even though you really want to. And you just need somebody to give you a chance. That by itself, I'm all for, and I love that. What I don't like, and what nobody is going to like, is and 100 percent of people are asking us <laughs> about is I. You know, not I. You want to work for free for a year so somebody can train you completely while you get paid to do it eventually right? you get to that point even if you do work for free um to probably get to a point where you do want to be paid um or you let's say let's say it is completely free for a year which i don't think anybody's actually asking that that much would be crazy are they jake coming up they are That's for a year yeah, it, well, this is another point too, but let me, let's detract for a second. So hold that thought. Remember it. Um, 
I can't trust that you're going to put in the same effort that you put in the first month that you will in month 12. And like, yeah, you can like work really hard for like months one through three. But if I'm planning on you staying for a year and month six, you've been like, well, I've learned what I need to learn. Like, I don't, I'm not going to put in the same effort because you're not getting paid. I, I just, I can't trust that. I don't know you. I can't, I can't, I can't trust that you're not, you're not like a friend of mine. You're not someone that I've grown up, grown up with. And mm-hmm. even if you were, I still can't trust you because even me, if I was working for free, it would be like a quarterly thing. And yeah, I think anybody too would would say like the best position as far as referrals go and that sort of thing. It's you don't want to work with the people that you know too well. <laughs> you want the the friend of a friend of a friend who you know is willing to vouch for this sort of person, and you you don't actually have that strong of a connection, but you know and trust the people involved in the chain of command. That's kind of the ideal hiring scenario. And I think most people, when that's condensed down to the word referral, that's what most companies mean when they're saying that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so you're already a little up against the wall if you've got, if you're going with no connection at all. The street, the street goes both ways too. Like I can't trust that you're going to work, you're going to put the output, the same output in throughout the entire duration of the relationship. But how can you trust that I'm not going to like treat you like slave labor and just crack the whip? And let you go if you if you're not working forty hours a week a month down the road. Like you don't you can't trust me either, honestly. If if you're trying to do a month long engage or a year long engagement. Yep. Okay. So the yeah back to what I was saying about the the second kind of category though is the people who just want trained for free so that they can go do this themselves. And I know I've said before in previous episodes, hey, go work for an agency so you can get your experience and then. Uh, then you can go do it yourself kind of thing. You also have to to consider and factor in the agency that you're considering doing that at. No extremely small agency is going to like that idea for multiple reasons, but big agencies already have that factored in. Like a lot of them will have internship programs for this purpose, and they know that there's just kind of a margin for error. Some of these people who do the internship will want to stick around. Some of them won't, but comparatively, it is good. it's a good system as opposed to other hiring efforts. But also right. remember, yeah, at bigger agencies, 99% of internship programs is legit just bitch work. Like, you're not even <laughs> learning marketing or whatever you'd be learning. Like, the only reason why you do internship at at a bigger agency is either, um, A, you're in college and you need the credit, the internship credit, or B, uh, you want to work in marketing and you only stuck around for that company because that was still your in after the internship and you like the culture. But you, usually during your internship, you will learn absolutely zero in terms of marketing. And I, it, I did, I started out with Mud as an intern uh, in two thousand like twelve, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve, and I wasn't hired there two thousand fifteen. Yeah, two thousand fifteen. So uh, I didn't learn anything. I like entered in uh, samples from mailers, like their little codes at the bottom, into a spreadsheet for 12 hours a week oh that's it that's literally it yeah jeez nah, i was i was so when i started at mud i was an entry-level client services rep which is already bitch work and I, I was the bitch for the bitch <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i worked my way up and and that's kind of what you have to expect you can't expect to to intern or work for free and then like learn the skills you need to start your own agency sorry mm-hmm. i keep like pulling this away from you but i'm go ahead sorry I'll no the, it's Nobody talks about this. Nobody's willing to go into this in a little bit more detail because it's this uncomfortable fight and struggle between 
uh, people who want opportunities and then, uh, people want to give opportunities like, a- yeah. Right. Um, and again, you can look at these from either lens and have the bias that you want based on which way you're looking at it. But, uh, I think that if you're just listening to our perspective, the, all the remaining things are, uh, I got two more and one is I'm not interested in training people to leave. I really don't want to do that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. And ideally, I I think that there's, I've said it before, most people aren't entrepreneurs. They're just not, right? Most people aren't going to go do this themselves entirely. Uh, some, or The majority of people need some sort of structure given to them. Um, and it's ideal, especially for Jake and I, to find the people who are, you know, they have an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit, but they're not actually going to go do it themselves. And that's where we can provide a framework and a structure where you can grow and thrive in that way. Um, that's kind of the ideal scenario for somebody in our position is to find those sorts of people and then help them grow and then help them grow with us instead of out and away from us. So uh, the last one, I'm kind of like mushing these all together just because they're so interconnected, is that in the beginning it takes more time to train somebody than it does uh or than it's worth from the value you get from them you lose early on because you're spending all this time and it's a long time i don't understand how companies i think the uh the base camp guys had said it too i don't get how companies work for a year and then that's it they do everything with them one year that's how they think of things it takes a year to train somebody and make them good and wait, not wait. Worthless. Read what, what what do you mean by I, it's been a while since I've read rework, but basically if you have turnover annually where you're losing people, um, oh. you're trying to make it like, oh, your employee churn is only a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's very hard to get things done. Yeah. Because it takes a year to make people useful and make them able to contribute in a very impactful way. If you're spending every year retraining people just to make them useful and then make, you know, they leave. Mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you, you know, on our end, we have to find ways to, uh, you know, make people want to stay too, right? That's the other, that's the flip side perspective. But it, this is more applicable to smaller companies like us, because once you get to a big company and you have, you know, a hundred employees, even less than that, 50, about 20, 30, there's going to be a few positions at the bottom that are what we refer to as monkeys where mm-hmm. you just need them to do the work and follow the processes. But when we're a company of four people, every single person we hire has to be a rock star. Like they have to they have to take ownership of what they're going to be doing and grow with the company. We're not looking for monkeys right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh it's definitely a strange experience uh if you ever get to this point where you go do your own thing and then you have people later asking you, "Hey, can you give me a job? <laughs> and they're they're extremely talented people that you've worked with and you know, and you just have to straight up tell them, I can't afford you. There's yeah. there's nothing I can give you that's going to make this worth it uh, financially. And even right now. Right, right, right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the kind of the biggest frustration I think that anybody will experience if they hit this point is um, what we've seen in a lot of ways. It's you see all this talent and it's not up to you to take advantage of it. It's, it's, you're really, well, okay. I can't say that based on our limitations, our choice is to train people and make them useful and make them, uh, valuable and treat them well enough and 
find the equilibrium where we can keep them to stick around too. Of course, there's always the risk of training someone and they leave, and that's a bummer, right? Yeah, I mean, happen. yeah, that that is a risk with every person that we train, but the risk is higher when you're wanting to work for free for me to train you to start your own agency. Yeah. And I mean, the guy reached out to me recently. The reason why we're having this this talk right now is because I put it in the the podcast ideas Trello board. Because I think in the last week, I've gotten like four requests from people to work for us for free. And I just think it's time to address it. But I mean, one guy reached out to me and said, you know, he actually did kind of give me his like Facebook Messenger resume where he's like, you know, I've done this, this, like a very high attention to detail. I worked extremely hard, blah, blah, blah. Like I want to work for free. And I was like, I was like, like, I basically just directed him to the, you know, hey, you can, you can um, fill out a, or send us a resume. And I, I told him, I'm like, we're not like, in a position to hire people just so they can leave. And he's like, well, who knows? Like I might stay on blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, but you might like the risk is still there. And, and I, this kind of leads into like my last point, which is in order for us to hire somebody or want to hire somebody, uh, we need to get something permanent from those people. So if we're not getting anything permanent from you, then I don't want to hire you. And how like that equates to like Lisa and Eva, for instance, they are, we've already got something permanent from them. We don't want either of them to leave, but if they do leave the groundwork of the documentation and the process is that both of them have worked probably over a hundred hours on each exists. Now, if you came on, you know, you listener, you wanted to work for us for free um, with the hopes of just being trained in the marketing. So you can eventually do your own thing. It's like, what do we get in permanence from you? And a lot of that isn't on you. A lot of that is on us being able to have something for you to do that will provide us permanence, like having extra documentation. But you can't really document something if you don't know how to do it. So then we have to train you how to do it first so you can document it the way that we ask you to document it. And then also in that time frame, if you're documenting, you're not actually doing the marketing. You were just trained how to do it. And now you're doing things where you're not really learning anything you're documenting part of a process which you might not even know why that process exists because you haven't seen the full scope of things yet and i can just i just don't see a world where we bring in people for free and they get the value they need and leave i i think it's the the road is two ways one you're not going to give us the value that we need from you and we're not going to give you the value that you need from us uh for working for free yeah i think it probably ultimately comes down to there's a there's probably a small overlap between the people we actually would want to hire and the people who listen to this because so much of this is about starting your own agency and uh we it, it sounds i don't know what the word is but th- there's a feeling of why are you telling me to work for free but you're not giving me the opportunity and it's it, it is largely our position that's funny i didn't realize that <laughs> in like last episode and two episodes ago we're like work for free and then we're like not for us though <laughs> yeah and yeah it, it is though and i don't know it's it's hard to explain some of these perspectives and these feelings and and just how situational they are when uh or to explain them to people who just don't see them who haven't been into the position yet of understanding what that is like and to do that at every step and every stage, because uh, I'm I'm very transparent with people about us right now, where I say, look, we we are not in the creating push established uh, pensions full time job territory. 
which we are not there yet. If that's what you're looking for, for a job, we cannot do that. Um, we want to, that's the goal to get to that point, but we can't do it yet. And, uh, we, we talked to someone at the local college here once too, who, uh, was a, is a businessman. And you basically, you know, crack the joke about how college students are, uh, cheap labor in that, you know, the, if you can find a way to keep them to stick around after they graduate, because they're going to go get their big boy jobs. That's great. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we want to do. We just have to find the right people where the benefits kind of match up and blend with our, our life and work style. So that's the other thing I would say is I think you should really think about why you want to be an entrepreneur, what the big things are and the big selling points are, because how, how different is it than if you just had a flexible remote job? What are, what are the big things that you want from entrepreneurship that you aren't getting or you aren't able to get as an S tier employee or a remote company? That's it. That's a good thing to bring up because I, I didn't realize these people existed because I figured everybody wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like, why not? <laughs> you get to dictate everything. But then, you know, as we started growing into this, we realized that there are a lot of people who don't want to own a business and um, the responsibilities that come with that. But since being in the like a lot of the digital nomad groups on Facebook, um, I've seen that. Yeah, some people look at entrepreneurship and and owning an agency as a, a means to their goal, which is just being able to live remote or live like a like a nomad. But they don't really have the chops to be an agency owner. And in that case, yeah, it might be you know that would be cool. Like ask you know ask reach out ask us if you can work for free as a way to to get up and and work in the agency. That's cool too. We, I mean, I will respect it. It probably, honestly, that's, that's probably the prime group is the, I, I am a pursuing nomad, but I don't want to go full blown entrepreneur because I see how little you guys sleep and, <laughs> and I, I want, I need opportunity and I want to pursue this lifestyle and I like this work environment, but I don't want to go full blown deep end taking care of all the, the stress and that sort of stuff too. Yeah, and even then, we're, we're we probably won't really entertain the idea of hiring you for free. We'd entertain the idea of hiring you for a wage, just because. Mm-hmm. I told I told this to you the other day. I think you mentioned it in the last episode, but it was I don't have or like I I don't care about earning money from things that don't have a process because it, like I don't care. About, I don't want the stress or whatever. Same thing goes for hiring. Like if I don't have a process for hiring on someone without a wage, then I don't I don't want to do it like we have a process for for paying people and yep. i'd rather do that but I, you know someone did ask like do we only hire people with experience and the answer is no in fact if you have experience we probably won't hire you because we can't afford you <laughs> and, and, and like, we've never been shy about what we wait what what the position pays too like our our i don't know what do we start like 14 an hour or something like that that's what we start at yeah that's yeah. that's our floor now is 14 yeah doesn't go lower than that that's the floor um you know when you prove yourself things kind of you know can pick up from there but um there's bonuses and things like that and it's usually just part-time we don't really have a floor for full-time right now because we don't have a full-time employee besides cody and he takes half the profit so um i know he's our most expensive employee here yeah um and uh so that's your fire fire him probably (laughs) yeah yeah uh but eventually, I'd like to get to a point where, like, you know, our floor is twenty, and like we we're we're working to that point, and just based on looking at numbers this year, like that's becoming more and more of a reality. But yeah. uh, 
I don't, I don't want to, I just to reground and I don't want to bring anyone in for free. If you want to work here, you're going to go to the same, the, the same medium that everybody else is. And, um, I, I do want to call out a point too. Like, even if you're like a, a rock star and killer and like, we don't go and hire you and we go with somebody that has like literally no experience, there's probably a reason for that. And it has nothing to do with <laughs> you not standing out. It has a lot to do with, uh, you being overqualified and the position that we're hiring for, we know you want to be happy in, even though a lot of people will be like, I don't care if it's a position I'm in. I just want to be in, in uh, the ever, the ever grow realm. Uh, I, it's, it's, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a risk thing for me. Like you say that, but I can't trust that. You know, I, I feel like deep down inside 12 months from now, you're going to be in the same position and you're going to be like, well, why haven't I moved to what I want to? It's like, well, we still got to grow, man. We have a, we have a business economy to look out. There's a, there's a very delicate balance between being professional and also being honest and transparent. And I think that is a pretty critical blend that I pay attention to and really value and think it is important. So the, like, <laughs> this has never happened and it's good because I just wouldn't respond to you. You know, Jake is a nicer guy than me in a lot of ways. If somebody Facebook messaged me or LinkedIn messaged me their qualifications, I'm not responding to you. I'm sorry. Look, like, there's there's a minimum level of professionalism and it's it's the same thing as if you apply to a job you do it on their corporate website you don't do it through job aggregators you do your homework you actually do the research about the company you find the job listing on their website and apply directly there if you can and you're able to you also find uh the most important person for the hiring portion their contact information to reach out to them directly right that's very basic 101 how to apply to jobs now, everything that's, if it says optional, that's required. <laughs> Nobody, there isn't a single person out there who is listing things that says, oh, it's optional. And then if you, you know, don't do it, you got to have some really stellar stuff. You're talking like if a cover letter was optional. It's right, right, right. It's not optional. Right, right, right. Exactly. Ours says like, uh, like we have college degree, I think preferred, which yeah. I actually it's, don't care about at all. <laughs> yeah i like yeah i i refuse i don't even look at the college if they have a college degree i look at what it is but if it does if there's nothing there then i don't even look at it i think you, you might though i do just because and again it's the same thing though for me it's not it's not an instant disqualifier if you don't have a degree i don't care if you have a degree or not but there's something to be said too about in general the emotional maturity of people who have completed college on the whole or you know have done some college compared to people who have not done any mm-hmm. there's a there's a general difference in i feel like you were i feel like you were tiptoeing there because <laughs> because you said you're like you're like uh emotional maturity of people who have a degree then you're like or have some college experience <laughs> uh, no you if no 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 i'm sitting i'm sitting okay. over here with no college degree but i did have college experience but i do agree with Let me you. on this. Okay. This will piss some people off. All right. Oh. Uh, and I said this recently because I was talking about uh, 529s. What is it? 529. So a 529 is a, uh, a type of investment account that you can put aside for a kid. Tax deferred. It doesn't have to be your kid. It can be a kid that you care about. Uh, and then once they get to the point of college or any sort of qualifying educational expense, they're able to take that money and use it to pay for tuition. All right. Kind of depends on the state. Uh, different states do it differently, but 
in Iowa. That's kind of the, the gist of it. And I said, I was talking with uh, a friend and it's hard for me to like, just come out with the super hot takes like this. <laughs> I normally just keep this to myself, but I said, uh, I think it's important to go to college. I do. I think it's important to go to college. And I think that the kids, I know where you're going with this in my, in my life, I want to see them go to college. And that's why I, I started 529s for a lot of them, like my sister's kids. And they asked, why is it so important to go to college? And I said, it is not about what you're going to college for. And again, this is a different crowd. And I said that too. And that's, that. this is the extra hot take. I said, it's not about what you go to college for. It's the fact that if you get through college and the intensity that is college, you develop, you, you're forced to develop socially and contextually appropriate coping mechanisms for high stress situations and scenarios and generally healthier uh, ways of addressing problematic issues. You have to emotionally mature. You don't have a choice. If you can't handle it, you're out. Wait, is that your hot take? No, not yet. Oh, okay. I was like, that wasn't that hot. You're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's reasonable, logical. I did say, yeah, for the record, man, I've said this a hundred times, but I, I did not graduate college. Um, I went to college for three years, two-year transfer, then one year at uh, a university, dropped out, and then I am taking college classes again. At, back in college. At 30. Jake's back in college. Yeah, well, taking classes, Spanish classes, because I'm actually learning Spanish. I'm not majoring in Spanish. He's in college. Anyway, anyways, continue. Um, uh, and then they said, well, you know, the classic, if everybody goes to college, then college isn't worth anything, right? And I said, oh, yeah, I don't expect or think everybody should go to college. The people I care about, I want to go to college. And I think that they should go to college. And uh, especially if you're given the advantages, I've said that before a lot. I feel like I, I end up repeating myself a lot in these sorts of things, too. But you do. You have a responsibility to live up to your potential. Uh, and if you're given the setup and the opportunities to take advantage of these things. Now, all that said, you also have the crowd, and this is why I, I agree with Jake. You have the crowd of either situationally or it's just not the right fit for them or whatever reason. Just because you didn't go to college doesn't mean you aren't an emotionally mature individual and adept human. Um, people go and find that in different ways. They find it in the military. They find it just at a professional job, that sort of thing. But... Uh, you know, then you have to show that that's the thing. You have to show that you have done those things and it's just a ratio thing. More frequently it's seen, uh, when there is college education attached to the resume than not. And that's, that's my take and my opinion. And I guess what, not, 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 not. so I agree. Like it, it, if you go to college, it is easy. This has turned into a different episode. If you go to college, it it it, it is uh, easier to get a job for hundred percent because most corporate jobs out there, if they don't see a college degree on there, they're just gonna toss like throw it away. Uh, it is harder to 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 do what you want to do, especially in just corporate America or you know um, with white collar jobs. Without that degree, it can be done. You just have to present yourself in a little different way, uh, very similar to to how I did, which is basically working on an assembly line, starting and then working your way into shipping and uh warehouse management and then and then starting over uh getting out of blue collar management and into uh white collar entry level and then my working my way up from there uh it's just a different path that you can take and if you go to college i think the path is easier uh and and 
uh, arguably, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's quicker. I actually think I actually think working entry level is quicker. Uh, not going to college is quicker to climb the ladder because you have way more work experience. But I think it's harder. It, it's harder, and you have to be luckier. For which one? Uh, if you don't go to college. Yeah, it, I think you ultimately just work harder too. Is what like you yeah. if you go to college in certain areas, you just don't actually have to work as hard because you can do the extra smart things that you know you become a doctor and then you get you know however many weeks of vacation or just shut down your practice and you're like i'm out it's been nice <laughs> yeah um otherwise you gotta yeah i mean you gotta put in the hustle but mm-hmm. um i don't know what that had to do with i think it was just people i when i was going the college tangent because some people think i'm anti-college which i have been in the past but i've have matured since then and i don't think that you know even even if you go to college like Grant Cardone and all of his 10x followers um, all say that college is dumb and you don't need to go to it. And I I disagree. Now I think college is great. I think you should be smart about it. Um, right. And don't go into a quarter million. Yeah. Today. Start start at you know if you don't have a scholarship, start at a community college and do a transfer program. Uh, there's there's no I don't know why people don't do that. That's what I did. There's I was poor and stupid. So like I think that's the way to go i don't you don't need to go and live the college experience if you're trying to use it for work i think college is absolutely a scam in in certain areas uh and i just i just think the one-dimensional thinking that grant cardone and his followers have is just moronic but also the inverse too i mean this is why we meet in the middle with it so much too is when i see mba required on a job application i immediately hate them. you know how many dumb mbas i've met in my life <laughs> like what why what's what is so much more magical about the nba that the bad players didn't get them or you know just it it's across the board though any any sort of this required it's like i get i get also that you know the requirements are never actually required maybe in some in some cases at some companies they you know have an automated system to throw into the trash can but if you have the confidence and you know that you're capable of doing the thing or will measure up, then you apply anyway, and maybe that's how they see it. But I just don't even think of it that way. I it just, you know, I, I feel like it's uh, restrictive to do that, and you, you know, you put it. But we haven't gotten to the point where we're getting like you know hundreds and hundreds of of website resumes yet, to where we need to implement some kind of system like that. So mm-hmm. on one hand, I I, I hate it. But on the other hand, I don't, you know, where we haven't, that hasn't been a problem for us yet. And I feel like in our growth, we might get there at some point. Yeah, true. That's a good point. Let's bring it back before we get off. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, so working for free. <laughs> working for free. Topic. Yeah, I, um, if you, if you want to gain experience from us, I always tell people, like, listen to the podcast. Like, they're really... If you actually want to learn marketing or SEO or Google ads, Google has free courses. Go learn that. And we even told you before in this podcast that the best way to learn is application. Do it. You're going to fail. We failed. How? I guess it does frustrate me a little bit when people ask if they can work for, for, for me for free. And then because it's like, so you just, you you don't want to have to face adversity. Like you, you just want to know how someone succeeded and then just replicate that. Like you got to fail too. Like and everything we do isn't the way to do it. Like we, we have our own way of doing things, and it might not work for you or your industry. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna do the PR uh, lawyer speech here, which is the 
we, I think I said, like, I, I don't remember. I don't remember exactly what I said. I said work for free though. And then we're basically saying, don't work for us for free. Um, yeah, that's my it. point about that is think you gotta, you gotta flip it, get outside of yourself and your perspective for a minute and think about the position of the place of the business that you're applying to or considering to do this for, whether it's the client directly or an agency directly and think about how are they positioned to handle this sort of offer and someone of our size, we're not, we're not equipped to do that yet. Uh, in a way that's really advantageous to us. There's a lot more stuff that we'd rather focus on and prioritize right now. Um, you know, maybe we'll get to that point later. I don't know. Um, that's, that's not, it's just not on my, it's on business plan. <laughs> so it's not on my brain. Um, but if you're going to look for that, do go think about that, um, about the agencies that you're considering applying to and to the clients that you're considering working with too. Um, are they well equipped to handle this sort of thing? And like Jake said, um, I think, I don't think that all agencies that are, you know, 30 to 100 plus are having everybody do grunt work. Maybe some of them have much better, uh, process and systems. Again, it's a little bit of a crapshoot. You might have to, you know, find now, if you have zero, it doesn't matter. Anything is better than what you have. Even if you're able to just put that on your resume and then go to the next job, um, it'll look good. Even if all you did was just punch in numbers on a keyboard. Uh, but yeah, I do think that there are some companies that are in that larger size where you will get valuable skills. Now, you will not learn everything everywhere. Did I say that right? Every, you will not, yeah, you will not get all of the information conveniently packaged into one internship that will teach you, here's how you do an agency. One, because I never learned that. <laughs> Maybe we'll sell it. Yeah, that'd be smart. Uh, I, I think I'm done. No, I wanted, I wanted to say one other thing, and then I got to go to another meeting, but... Uh, I don't think we've ever said work for an agency for free. We've always said work, like find clients for free, uh, do work for clients for free, not, you know, learn from an agent, an already established agency for free. We, I don't think we've ever said that it, when we started out, we provided services for, uh, free or next to free mm -hmm. to build our portfolio. You working for another agency in order to learn how they do things is not building our portfolio that is, uh, siphoning experience that is you're leeching um and that's a diff that's, that's different than actually putting in the work for your own self and and facing adversity and learning things than um leeching it's a it's a hard it's a harsh thing for me to say because there's a lot of people that are genuinely asking to learn but that's what it is and the, and when when you see it that way you will see why we're not just so open to hiring people for free and you shouldn't either when you get to our position yeah, I think find find what crowd you're in there with the do I want to be an S tier player at one of these places because I'm comfortable with it, or do I really want to do the entrepreneurial route? And then in that case, yeah, find the best approach. Sweet. Yeah. That was a good episode. I like that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one. See you.